Welcome to this episode of the Harness and Muscle podcast. This is your host, Jordan James, here with the one and only Joseph. What are we going to be talking about today? Hello, everybody. We are going to be talking about an experience Jordan had literally today, which was a big breakthrough with a bunch of her parts on, guess what, relationships. (laughs) (laughs) No shit. (laughs) So this is a real... uh, great one that is fresh off the presses and really relevant to hopefully all of you as well as all of us enjoy enjoy welcome 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 three welcomes for all of you (laughs) (laughs) thrice welcomes for all (laughs) thrice welcomes to this this enchanted episode (laughs) of the heart is a muscle podcast with joseph the one and only Indeed. That's me. Indubitably. <laughs> and the juicy Jordan James over there. Yeah. Trauma informed juicy. Coach Jordan James. Yeah. All right, everybody. Well, uh, we had a theme for this uh, episode, and Jordan was like, hold the phone. I have something better to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I don't know what true. we're going to talk about, but Jordan's had a breakthrough about something. Well, and <laughs> we're, we're mostly going to talk about me. <laughs> okay. So this one's going to be about Jordan, everybody. So I'm. Gonna stop talking in three, two, and go. <laughs> okay, shit. All right. Um, I mean, it's obviously about you because it's my relational relationship shit, and I'm interested to hear like your feedback and everything like that. No, I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, guys, I've been fucking in it. I've been in it so hard. Like, and what I mean by in it, I mean like in my body, just my parts that are holding a lot of relational burdens that feel unsafe and that have been betrayed and like little kidneys, they're just like all of their pain is kind of coming up to the surface and carrying it in my body. And it's like pretty, it's been pretty intense, I would say. Yeah. You've been in a little bit of a funk for a while. Yeah. But, um, because it's not my first rodeo with this kind of stuff, I know that, okay, this is the pain and the confusion and like the cringiness that comes before growth. Mm -hmm. So like, this is, this is like the part where everything's being surfaced and I don't know the way out because like I haven't learned it yet. And so this is like the part where I learned something new and this is the part where I just, I don't know the path forward yeah you gotta wait to learn it yeah exactly Wait for the learning to happen yeah totally and so it's actually been kind of cool to see how far that i've come just in the way that i hold this conversation with myself like my parts aren't so like oh it's the end of the world and it'll never get better and like all that stuff even like even all my parts are like okay like we have been here before we know how this works and so it's been kind of cool even amidst like all this pain and confusion Um, there's been this steadiness of like, we know how to handle ourselves here. We know how, we know how to like not try to figure everything out and just let the process take its course. Um, because like that, that's what we used to try to do is like whenever we felt like this icky pain or confusion at all, we would try to like figure everything out or figure out what the answer is or like, okay, yeah, we don't know. We need to learn. We need to like research and learn like ASAP. 
But, um, like that just like makes it worse and actually stops me from learning like what I need to learn. So, um, what I'm doing now is I'm just like letting it take its course. And Joseph is doing a little photo shoot over here. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm being distracting, but, Uh, um, this is for good reason. Uh, Trying to capture our last few little memories that we have here in our, our launching and pad. And our launching pad, you guys, we're moving to my dream apartment here in April. Well, this might come out in April. Yeah, so, uh, soon. Three weeks <laughs> from like when we are recording this. Yeah, I wanted to not to de- derail what you're talking about because that's no, a really I mean, profound thing. I mean, w- you've been kind of in this this mode for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So like what I'm noticed, this is like basically like the breakthroughs that I'm having or like what I'm noticing, like how this process is moving me through it on its own. And it's been, it's like kind of fun to watch. And I can only say it's fun now because I'm in the part where that's not so painful. I'm kind of on the other side of something, not totally, but, um, so like now it's kind of fun. Now I can like reflect back and like be really amazed at my own process, but yeah, you're on the upswing of your cycle. Yeah. You've been kind of in the, tr- the, the trough of your cycle for a while. Yeah. How long would you say? Um, it's been probably like two weeks. Yeah. You've kind of had this funky energy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've had real funky energy the last four weeks. Yeah, since your so, birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Um. But yeah, I think you've really swung it around the past uh, beginning of this week because you, I felt like you kind of dove in with both feet and mm-hmm. really started working with these parts. What do you think brought that around? It was just time to. I don't know. It was just. I. It, that's just like me following my cycles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like I notice before it's actually time to dive in on something, I'll just feel it lingering mm. kind of in the periphery. And there's just a time where it lingers. It's mm-hmm. kind of like where I'm making my transition to actually deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was just time to like actually face it. Yeah. And the, the way that I was making sense of it back then, which I think still applies now is it's around this time of year when my marriage fell apart or like when I found out he was cheating on me and like connected all those dots. And when I was lied to like over and over and over again, over the course of like March was like a really shitty month for me that year. Yeah. And so now that I have created this life for myself, that's safe and stable enough to like heal those things like in my physical body even like all that sort of motion it's kind of coming up to be like dealt with again on a deeper level right yeah yeah because this is probably something that never really gets talked about but these parts and these emotions like they really get stored in your physical self in Mm -hmm. in parts yeah i mean you more words than just parts but like in areas of your body these emotions can get kind of trapped because totally your body is i don't know it's got so much going on in there that it, it can have parts trapped in there Mm-hmm. yeah yeah like an emotion sort like and i don't think i this is might be me being woo woo i don't care i don't think it's it's like a coincidence that we're on the celery juice 
thing and like cleaning our liver out and stuff. <laughs> and like God. all of this like Good old celery juice. Toxic emotion <laughs> is coming up too. Yeah. And I like I'm also doing acupuncture, like pretty profound acupuncture. Mm-hmm. And like getting massages and stuff again, like moving things around in my body. And mm-hmm. I don't think that's a coincidence either that it's hitting me so hard. Yeah. All that self-care stuff to self-care, your physical, physical self really mm-hmm. can stir shit up. Totally. Yeah. So where, like, where do you go now? Like what's. Yeah. Okay. So I can tell you the story of today. Oh man. Yeah. Tell us the story of today. <sighs> Boy, what a magical so, journey like, that's been. So like I I climbed <laughs> the entire polyvagal ladder today. Oh man. What's the rungs in the polyvagal ladder? There's only 3 of them. <laughs> <laughs> but it can be hard to like navigate and I w- I wasn't actually expecting to. Um so like the poly polyvagal theory is about our nervous system and um so there's actually like three parts to our nervous system and we access them in kind of a ladder or you can think about it as like um, a traffic light like red yellow green with red on the bottom and that's um, called dorsal and that's like when that's like depression lives there um, our shame usually lives there loneliness like shut down numbing it's yeah. like hypo arousal um, which means kind of shut down immobil- immobilization yeah low energy states low energy states yeah mm-hmm. Um, and then the next rung higher up, which ironically is like the most uncomfortable one for me, um, is sympathetic, which, um, houses like higher energy states, higher energy parts. So like anger or anxiety or like anything like self-activating, like is usually in like yellow or sympathetic, um, like it, it is mobilization. So like sometimes mm-hmm. mobilization can get like pretty extreme mm-hmm. and, and like be painful too. Uh, like if, especially anxiety and stuff, like if you're like super mobilized, you know, it's like, and it's hard to slow down. That's being stuck in yellow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then green is the top, which is like parasympathetic, which is ventral vagal. I think I got that right. Paras. I might have mixed up sympathetic and parasympathetic, but the green is like ventral vagal and that's like self energy. Basically that's like play and celebration and joy and love and connection and all of those things. All right. So I'm going to look up polyvagal theory just to make sure we don't screw that up. Yeah. Poly. Sympathetic and parasympathetic. Vagal. I think parasympathetic is ventral and sympathetic is the anxiety because i remember those names seemed backwards like sympathetic should be nicer (laughs) but it's not um yes i think you got it right so yeah red dorsal vagal yellow sympathetic Mm -hmm. and then green ventral vagal yeah i imagine those words all mean something in latin but Mm -hmm. yeah I, i actually don't know yeah yeah, what this really reminds me of, because I know I've, I've heard you speaking about this, you've been kind of in this space for a while, is the um, dorsal vagal, the red, and the parasympathetic, the yellow, um, they remind me of in um, 
power versus force, there's different levels mm-hmm. of like mm-hmm. consciousness that you kind of can go through. And yeah. there's this lower energy state. Um, they kind of do it on this ranking scale of like one to a thousand. One being like you're, I don't know, the devil or dead or something like that. And a thousand being like you're basically an ascended being. Mm-hmm. Um, and from one to 200 is where most of us exist. And those are um, kind of like all of our lower energy states. Like, you know, kind of one to 100 really represents this dorsal vagal of like shame, shame. shut down, yeah. trap, depression, um, disassociation, all this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. hopelessness. Yeah. And the 100 to 200, which is kind of a, uh, or a lot of people are, is these kind of, I don't know what you would call them. You, you, what did you call them? They're like mobilizing. Mobilizing, yeah. Yeah, like anger, rage, panic, fear, anxiety, mm-hmm. irritation, all these kind of like things that like get you moving and get yeah. you like doing something but aren't like helpful. Mm-hmm. And then once you get above 200, then you start to get into real higher energy states where you can actually totally be doing good stuff exactly it yeah i was actually thinking that when i was learning about polyvagal too it's like wow those like match up pretty fucking well imagine that imagine (laughs) that yeah yeah so these represent different parts of our nervous system you said huh yeah interesting like our physical nervous system yeah so like when you're talking about the nervous system it's basically everywhere in our body in our physical body we have nerve cells that like are taking in information and like translating that transporting that and translating that to your brain yep but those cells themselves too also talk to each other as well and like that's where you get that stored you can get those stored uh parts of you hung up damn I mean, it makes sense, doesn't it? I'm not yeah. saying I know this I mean, for it's sure, been a while but like, since, like <laughs> medical school, but yeah. it has been a while, and <laughs> <laughs> things have sh- definitely changed since then. But <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. That makes a lot okay, of sense. so there we go. We've got these three rungs. So tell us your journey on this path. Oh boy! All right, yeah. So it's it starts in dorsal. Um, it starts with just this this feeling of like. Sh- heaviness and shame and like feeling unworthy and like um kind of frozen in fear like my fear like freezes me um okay so i'll i need to like hold on pause and get into my vulnerable get into my parts get in touch with them instead of just like talking about them yeah okay so specifically in relationships the thing that my parts have been trying so hard to like figure out is how to feel safe in a relationship and like specifically in our relationship with you. Yeah. And like how, how to actually feel safe. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like we have created such a safe relationship, Mm -hmm. but with these parts, they've been through so much shit and like with, with my dad and then with previous relationships, but even like with, in our marriage, like we're, we're admitting like our best friend betrayed us. Like the, the person who was supposed to like not betray us, you know, like, 
Yeah, and you mean when you mean our, you mean you and your parts. Oh, I, yeah, sorry, yeah. I mean me and my parts. Just to be clear. Yeah, no, I'm glad that you say that. Um, because, yeah, <laughs> I have to preface that Wait, sometimes in conversations. We got married? I know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean me and my parts. Um, yeah, like that's what my parts say to me is like, our best friend betrayed us. Like, yeah, Joseph's our best friend, but like, you know, that offers us no certainty. Mm-hmm. And these parts are like the feeling of being betrayed and of being like lonely and alone. And um, it's like feelings of unworthiness and stuff. Like my parts are like, that fucking sucks. Like they're trying to prevent me from feeling that again, which makes a lot of sense. But they're kind of like shutting me down in order to do that. They're putting you into... Dorsal vagal. Dorsal vagal. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think like these parts, these wounds are in dorsal vagal. Like the, the core of these wounds mm. are in dorsal because like they happened when I was immobilized. Like I couldn't, there was mm. nothing I could do really. Um, so anyways, um, and I've been working a lot with the metaphor of, of the masculine and feminine and, and of like a bee and a flower. Yeah. Yeah. Aw. Yeah. What, what's that smile? I just love bumblebees. I know. <laughs> yeah. I know. That's <laughs> the cutest thing. Yeah. Um, where the flower is the feminine and the bee is the masculine. Mm-hmm. And um, it's kind of like feminine energy is a flower who receives the bee and the bee like pollinates the flower. He sure does. Yeah. That's like kind of masculine, feminine. He gets feminine. that sweet treat yeah, and he the, pollinates her. Yeah. The, yeah. <laughs> the bee is like, um, you know, looking for flowers to pollinate. And the flower is is like being herself and opening up and receiving the bee pollinating her. Mm-hmm. Like that's like just a very feminine, masculine dynamic to me. And so these these parts are finally starting to be honest because they're like, it just hurts so bad when we open ourselves up to a bee and he like leaves us to pollinate other flowers. Oh yeah. And like, we just feel like that feeling of being a lone flower while like our bee is like pollinating somebody else. Mm -hmm. That is like, that is the worst feeling. Um, and so I was like kind of like letting my parts, feel that or express like how that feels and they're like yeah we just it just makes us want to like shrivel up and not like bloom anymore it makes us want to just we feel so unworthy Mm -hmm. and um so i was feeling that is there anything else you want to say or anything you want to say about that part of it before i move on no i'm listening right now yeah so um i was really letting myself feel that and then this fucking angry part came out. Tough angry part. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. So after a couple of weeks of being in dorsal pretty much, um, I was like, oh shit, angry part. Like this is me climbing the polyvagal ladder. Yeah. Sympathetic angry part. Yeah. This is getting into like the yellow stage. I'm moving from red to yellow and no, the yellow stage isn't like the end all be all like it's not gonna be what actually like 
is the final answer to this, but it's a really important part of the process. So I just like made way for the angry part to speak. And, um, I, I was like writing in all caps and stuff. And it was basically like, like nobody gets to decide our worth, but us. Mm-hmm. And if, and if like a bee choosing to pollinate us or whatever is what defines our worth, we will lose that game every fucking time. Like if a man is what actually defines our worth and being picked by a man is what defines our worth. Like we will always be unsafe. There is no safety to be found in that mm-hmm. because there's always a possibility of him not picking us anymore and us not being worthy anymore. And so this angry part is like, fuck that. Hell yeah. Like, fuck that. Fuck any man who thinks it's his job to um, decide my worth for me. Mm-hmm. Including, like, the wounded masculine in myself. Like, my part, this angry part's like, we need to set some fucking boundaries in here about, like, how we think about our worth. And yeah. like our, <laughs> when we give our power away to like other people, mm-hmm. like fuck that shit. And also like, um, like our flower is fucking awesome. And if we need a bee to just fucking pollinate us, that's what we need. And that's like the stipulations to like for that bee to pollinate us. <laughs> and like, if that bee has a problem with that, there's a million fucking bees that are, that would like love that job. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And so we're like, man, what the fuck? Yeah. Like we have this backwards. Like we are the gatekeepers of like our own worth and the bees that we let in here. Mm-hmm. And like, if a bee wants to go pollinate somebody else, that's fine. But like, bye. Like that's, that's not what we're here for anymore. Like mm-hmm. I'm not doing that to my parts anymore. I'm not making them like share anything. They don't have to share it. Yeah. Yeah. And like, so this is, this is, I'm speaking from this part right now. I'm not speaking for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's kind of important for this part to be like witnessed and seen. I'm here part. Yeah. Um, because it was also like, um, yeah. Cause, cause like my, like these parts that have been betrayed are afraid of your rowdy parts. And this angry part's like, we're afraid of his rowdy parts. Like, he should be afraid of his rowdy parts. Like, if his rowdy parts are going to fucking ruin everything, like, he should be afraid of them. Like, that's his, that's his, like, job to be in control of that. And so, we're like, we don't have to be afraid of that. Because, like, there's a million other people in line waiting to love us. So, um, yeah, this part was like, we, that's not like, we don't have to be afraid of that. We just have to make it really clear, like what our needs are. And like, that's, it's his job to like work with him and his parts to meet those needs if he wants to. Um, so I was like, like that anger part was like, that's fucking right. Like we're, we don't have to be afraid of that. Like we're not the ones that have to like. Because our worthiness isn't on the line. So, um, yeah, that was kind of, that was like, whoa, whoa. Like, I was fucking, 
I was angry and I was like not having this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Any of any of the ways that like I give my power away or I'm afraid of something, my anger part was like that doesn't make any fucking sense. Like we've had this totally backwards. We've had this totally backwards. Like we decide our worth. Mm-hmm. Um and I was feeling it so strongly that I did that thing where I um, put a bunch of pillows on the bed and like punch them and stuff. Oh man. Yeah. And I was going for it. And I was like saying shit and like, <laughs> and all of a sudden, like I was just like punching, punching, punching. And I saw my dad there like, um, and I was just like beating the shit out of him. Wow. And I killed him. This angry part fucking killed him. And eventually it was it like turned to the the dorsal parts of me and like the young parts of me and they're like dad's dead now <laughs> wow like dad's dead it was it was kind of like i don't know i forget what that movie is called with that pirate movie or that meme of like he's like look into my eyes like i'm the captain now oh yeah yeah like that's exactly what this angry part captain kind of Phillips did or whatever it is yeah <laughs> like dad's dead now oh man yeah it was it was like a very intense experience but it was also like really powerful feeling and strong and like my parts aren't going to unsee that. And it made me like, I feel really grateful for this angry part because knowing that like, if I forget my worth, like she's not going to forget my worth. Yeah. No way. No kidding. Yeah. And it was also really interesting for my dorsal parts or my young parts my like wounded parts to see that even this angry part loves them more than my dad ever did mm-hmm. loves them more than joe did loves them more than like anybody else could because like this ang- the whole job of this angry part is to like protect these parts and to like show them their worth mm-hmm and so when I talk about wanting a love that's just for me, like, that's it. That's that's a part of it. That's a one expression of it. And it comes from inside of me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so there's more, but I kind of want to pause there and just, like, see, check in with you. Yeah. Well, we've already kind of had this conversation a few times. And so it's like, yeah, about damn time this sunk in because mm-hmm. um i think the in- most interesting thing i've kind of discovered along the way on this thing is that you've still been like negotiating with your parts of like this whole um thing of like yeah you uh that you've been negotiating whether it's okay to want to just be with me and me alone yeah or i think yeah, i don't or know like me be with you and you alone yeah you know? yeah it's more of that like i don't think my parts have we don't really want to like see other people but like we we don't trust that it's okay for your love to be just for us or like channeled just to us right and i'm over here on this side being like I thought that was the agreement from like the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's how I've been steering this ship. So, uh-huh. um, yeah, it's about time you kind of sank into that too. So 
you know, none of this to me is like threatening at all. This is just kind of a like, all right, well, yeah, like welcome aboard. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's. I think that was another thing. I don't know if the, this angry part was saying it or for another part was saying it, but it was like, yeah, this is like what Joseph has been telling us all this time. Yeah, angry part. Thanks for backing me up here. Yeah, no, totally. Totally, for sure. Um, like, this is what Joseph has been able to see that we haven't been able to see. And we're starting to see it now. We're starting to, like, wake up. And, yeah, we're like, we're going to ask for what we want. Mm-hmm. And that's for a love we don't have to share. And, like, that won't betray us. Yeah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Done. Dunzos. Dunzos, yeah. And I think it was a pretty significant thing that this part like straight up killed my dad. Yeah, seriously. It's like that was a really like that's a really profound thing that happened that I can't I mean it it obviously didn't like heal the wound because that's not how wounds heal, but it was a big step toward like unburdening something big. Pulling the knife out so that you can heal. Yeah. Oh fuck. Yeah. Dude. Mm -hmm. Dude. Totally. Yeah. 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 All right. And and so also this angry part is like, and no more like checking our fucking body in the mirror to see like if it's something the patriarchy would like. Yeah. Boo on that. No more (laughs) of that shit. Yeah. Because there's a lot of times where, you know, you'll just be sad. And I'm just like, oh, what's going on? What are you sad about? And you're like... I'm fat or I'm like, uh, I don't like my body or I don't have a big enough booty. And I'm like, big enough. What? Big enough for what? Mm-hmm. Like, you've got a great body. Mm-hmm. I'm more than happy with it. Yeah. So what are you, what the hell are you complaining about? <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, part, I'm all, I'm on your side about this. Where it's just like, no more taking that shit. Yeah, totally. Exactly. No, and it's, it's just like kind of changing the way that we do things. And I do have parts that are afraid to get fat because they're like, they're like, oh shit. Like if we're not trying to build our body to like prove our worth then what the fuck are we doing? And I think, I don't, I don't know. I'm actually not that worried about getting fat because I love love working out, but go get fat if you really want to. If that's going to make you happy, then then do it. I don't know if you'd be able to, but yeah. I do do feed you pretty well. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good eater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, it just feels like a, a start to a real paradigm shift inside of me and reclaiming my worth. And I'm just so, I'm so grateful for this angry part. And honestly, my dorsal parts are really grateful for this angry part too. Because they actually feel really loved Aww. by the angry part. Yeah, yeah. It's like angry big brother. Yeah. Angry big, big, big sister, sister Jordan. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Angry big sister Jordan's like, look it up. Look up, everybody. Listen up here. Yep. New new sheriff in town. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and like it, it actually makes them feel safer knowing like if we do get betrayed or something that this part fucking has their back. Like this part will carry them through some real shit. Yeah, this reminds me. You were talking about how the other night i think it was yesterday night how um it is helpful to sometimes like have self come in and be like i got you bitch yeah like whatever your part is that's just like 
feels like it's missing this thing to have self energy just come be like, know what you can, you can rely on me. Yep. You can put down your burden because I got you. Yep. And it sounds like this is kind of your angry part, mm-hmm. kind of self led angry part. Yep. Whereas this angry part's like, look, I talk to self. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> that's right. I got you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like this angry part is like a fierce defender of my worth. Yeah. It's fucking fierce. Yeah. This is like your she wolf. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And so just like having this anger awaken in me makes my parts feel really safe, actually. Because they're like, she's not going to let us take any shit. Not when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. And she's just like getting stronger and stronger. So that feels it it does feel really good to All have right. this this like part come online. Yeah. Um Welcome to the team, angry part. Mm-hmm. I know. I love it. I love it so much. Um so yeah, anything else you want to say about that? You feel pretty complete. Oh, what did you think about what the angry part had to say about your rowdy parts? Yeah, I mean I know that my rowdy parts can misbehave um and like my rowdy parts are just kind of like we can't help ourselves sometimes we're rowdy this is what we do and i'm like i'm like yeah i know rowdy parts and that's why like i kind of have to keep you guys in check because um you are rowdy (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and they're not maliciously rowdy they're just like wanting to have fun in whatever way comes comes fun way comes fun's way I yeah, I feel like they just get like real like I imagine like a a bumblebee just like drunk off a of nectar or whatever and just like every oh like God. every flower looks looks like <laughs> cool and like you they just kind of like forget about this flower. <laughs> no, it's not so much that they forget about this flower. Um I mean it's a it's a weird thing. Like my rowdy parts, um I feel like they can be responsible, but they are real susceptible to losing themselves like under the influence, especially of alcohol. Yeah. You know, when I get drunk, you know, this is kind of one of the things I, I hate it when people are like, oh, I was drunk. Like, don't pay attention to what I said. And it's like, nah, you're still responsible for what you said, what mm-hmm. you did. And like, if you know that that's like uh, kind of a consequence of you drinking too much, then like probably shouldn't drink too much, mm-hmm. you know? So it is kind of, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm just like, look, I don't really want to get drunk anymore. Like I enjoy drinking and like having a cocktail and the social aspect of it. But like getting drunk is just absolutely the worst thing for me. Yeah. It makes me feel like shit, like makes my parts irresponsible. It's not a good thing. And, you know, I don't want to shit on all my parts be like we need to change and like you need to heal so that we can get drunk and have a great time and not like and it's like (laughs) no um i'm not gonna like make it so that i have to be something when i drink too much it's like i don't want to drink too much Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah so it is yeah i mean i hear that uh and my rowdy parts just like why are you so upset? (laughs) (laughs) I'm fucking rowdy (laughs) first. What are you so upset about? We've been good. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But all the rest of my parts are just like, yeah, rowdy parts, like, you guys need to pay attention or keep you in line. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, and I think, like, in all of my relationships, 
the so this is like kind of a blind spot so it's like helpful for me to kind of talk through what i'm feeling about that go for it yeah and all my relationships like i've had to make space for the rowdy parts like i've had to be okay with whatever the rowdy parts want to do or like my i wasn't allowed to have needs that like kind of made or that would um put limits on the rowdy parts maybe like i was shamed for having those needs or like that was too high maintenance right and so and i never wanted to be that kind of person and so i think i've been always like bending like what i need to accommodate like the rowdy parts or like not being too high maintenance or because like to me in my system rowdy parts are always the ones that betrayed me in the end even though i was like trying to accommodate them and like be cool yeah i mean that's when rowdy parts get out of control they're they're rowdy yeah they they shake shit up Mm -hmm. and make things happen that they probably shouldn't so yeah i mean um yeah that's a pretty clear message so i'll do my best yeah well and i mean it's it's also like like even this angry part she doesn't not like your rowdy parts but she's just like i know my fucking worth and i'm gonna like say something if like something's working something's happening that's not working for me i want to ask your your this angry part a question because this is something i've kind of had an opinion about that i know doesn't know isn't a very popular opinion because like um I am going to, like, when I say I'm going to do my best to make sure my rowdy parts don't fuck this up, like, that's a sincere thing. Like, I'm going to do my best. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't predict the future. I can't, you know, say that I'm going to be a monk and, like, take a, an oath of, like, sobriety or any of this stuff. But I am going to do my best to make that our reality, that I don't fuck this up. And I've heard so many people be like, that's a cop-out. You need to be, you need to promise it's just like I can't promise that, like, because a promise is, a promise is, um, I don't know, like, a a promise is just waiting to be broken. Like I'm human and I am not perfect, and a promise has to be perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like I can promise you, I'm gonna try really, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it is a hundred percent my intention not to like betray this, uh, beef flower relationship we got going on here. Um, so I don't know. It's just one of those things where there's a weird part of me that wants to be realistic where it's just like, if I do fuck this up, then yeah, I'm going to suffer the consequences of that. And like, that's something I don't want, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not gonna like tell you I'm gonna be perfect for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I think in the past, like that has missed me in my parts, and that's like left my parts being like feeling more scared. They're like, "What the fuck? Like, why not?" But with this angry part, she's like, "That'd be like me being like, you know what? A real requirement of me is for you to never get fat. Yeah, to never change." Yeah, I need you to stay exactly how you are right now. Like, that's a big requirement for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I need you to promise that you're never going to change. 
Right. Yeah. Or yeah. you're never going to eat too much or you're never going to like, you know, mm-hmm. gain some weight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's a shitty thing to like be or have a requirement. But like if it was an oh, important thing it. for me and you're like, well, I'm going to try my best to like make that happen for you. But I'm not going to promise that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no, I can't be with you. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. No, actually, that's such a great analogy because now that. I'm in control of my worth and I decide my worth and I decide like which bees get to pollinate me or not and which bees get to keep pollinating me. Like that I'm like, yeah, that's, that's between you and your parts and like trying your, your best is like, like there'll be consequences. Like that's all that I have to say. And so like, you don't have to promise me anything. I'm, I just want to be clear about like what I need. Cause like the thing, I think that the grace that my rowdy parts are like, Hey, you know, um, what happens if we do something we, we don't think is like being too rowdy. And then like, you have to check us on it. Like what then did I break that promise? Well, you're not making a promise. I know. But like, if I, you know, did make that promise, Mm -hmm. you know, say I was like, who knows? I was like, oh, yeah, this this lollipop really, like, love this lollipop so much. <laughs> and you're like, this lollipop reminds me of something. And it really hurts me. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know? I Well, I think that there is, like, room for imperfection. Yes. That's what I'm, that's what my uh, rowdy parts are like. Can we at least have, like, a tiny little bit of room for us to, like, be imperfect? Because that's kind of our nature. Yeah. There's, like, there's room for a conversation. Right. For, like, a true conversation. Right. Because I think my rowdy parts are like, yeah, we, we get the big things. Like, we, we know not to not to do that. Not to do this, not to do that. Um. But, you know, rowdy parts... Rowdy parts are chaotic. Yeah. And like, they're not parts that I can really get rid of. And I don't really want to because they can be really fun and like, I don't know. Totally. Yeah. And I, I don't, I don't think that you should get rid of them. Like, I think bees just come with rowdy parts. <laughs> Yeah, this bee does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and it's th- a, it's like, like all I want all parts to be able to belong. Mm-hmm. But like at the same time, my primary objective is getting my parts what they need. Right. Just like your primary objective is getting your parts what they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's kind of the other hand or the other side of this equation is like what my parts need a lot of my parts need is for you to feel safe and to feel, you know, happy and joyful and secure and loved and all these other good things that like are a really solid way for me to secure this, uh, this be, be, um, be flower agreement. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. The agreement of the bees and flowers. Uh Yeah. So I feel like there, it's kind of one of those things that I feel like sometimes could be really unfair, unfairly perceived where it's just like, you know, 99% of my parts are really, really going to like, really are motivated to make this happen for you. But I have one, you know, 0.1% of my parts that might screw it up. Mm-hmm. So like, give me that 1% grace. 
Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's all my part to have to say. Yeah. No, that that I'm really happy that they said that. Like that makes a lot of sense because I want to like I've always wanted this. I just haven't known how to like I've always wanted to make space for your rowdy parts. I think there's another download like none of my parts are going to ask me or ask you to condone something that you don't like. Mm hmm. But if there is something you don't like that, like my rowdy parts do, that you start that conversation. Yeah. That's, I guess, the like grace that. Yeah. My parts want not, not so much of like, yeah, you need to look the other way when I do this thing because I can't help myself. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's if, if I do something that you don't like, you tell me and like we, we work on that. Totally. Hundred. Yeah, that sounds super reasonable. Um, yeah, I'm super, I'm super down with that. Like, that's like really clear to me. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I would hope. Yeah. That going both we ways. have a conversation first. Even my angry part's fine with that. But she's like, I just need to know that in here, we're not going to get it twisted. Like let your rowdy parts and like define our worth. Like that's not how we're operating anymore and that's not how no. you want me to i don't want you've no, never yeah. wanted me to operate i know i'm like no i i need you to promise me you're never going to do that ra- again angry yeah. part don't let her have that happen yeah. again <laughs> promises yeah <laughs> i know yeah it, like i think what what i promise is like to have a conversation about it yeah mm-hmm. and um also the other thing that i was going to say down the down the line like maybe a little bit of teaser it's just something i'm intuiting or i'm noticing in myself is why i want i really want your rowdy parts to feel like they can be like honest with me or something i guess because i want um for me and my trauma like i think with my dad but especially um with joe is that the other joe the the other (laughs) joe the first joe (laughs) (laughs) um yeah so with him i like his rowdy part he was a seven like but like a kind of self-preservation seven kind of like i'm obviously super unhealthy um but he like his rowdy parts ran the show basically Mm -hmm. and so i was always trying to keep up with him because i felt like i if i could just keep up with them if i could just be cool enough for them like then if I could just impress them enough, then I'd be safe with them. Yeah. Boo. And so like to me, fun, like that rowdy kind of fun is associated with trauma Mm -hmm. and unsafety for me. And so like, I know that's like part of something that I need to untangle and stuff, but, um, that's why I kind of want to get to know your rowdy parts to know, how much of that trauma am I projecting onto them and how much like, I don't know, to, to eventually be able to have that conversation with you. Yeah. I mean, my, my rowdy parts definitely, um, recognize that like, yeah, it's, it's no longer cool to like flirt and like chase other women and, you know, I don't know have sexual tension with people and it's just like nah rowdy pups like you can't do that anymore that time's over we can do with that with you all we want Mm -hmm. um and they're like yeah yeah we get it 
Gotcha. Um, most of the time, they just want to like have fun and like be goofy and yeah. like make people laugh and mm-hmm. you know kind of just feel. I don't know. Disconnected from like the bummer of the world. Yeah. My, oh. my router, my rowdy parts really just want to disconnect from like how much of a bummer life feels like all oh the time. Oh my God. <laughs> yes. And like what beautiful parts of you. Yeah. Like that's so important. And I'd love that for you. But let's bring this back around here because there's still more of your tale to be told, right? Yeah, there is. I, um, I just want to say one more thing. Like okay. when we were doing that cocktail mixing thing, mm-hmm. um, like I felt like those are your rowdy parts were out then. Like, yeah, those are kind of my silly parts. Like, oh, okay, I don't yeah. know. It was just, they were a little rowdy. Yeah. Like I really like, th- they were super fucking funny. Like, and I could, I could tell like those parts of you, that, that family of parts of you just has a way of bringing so much joy to people and like yeah exactly what you were saying about like everybody forgetting the bummer part of life. yeah they're they're all kind of like hey everybody let's just not be bummed out about life for a little while yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah all right yeah. um now for the the thrilling final act <laughs> yeah i don't know if it's a, it's like like the angry part was definitely the most interesting one but the other one was so just to kind of to tie it all together, when I was getting one-on-one coaching with Mastin today, mm-hmm. I was telling him that um, what I want to manifest now is feeling safe in my relationship. Um, I, or basically I said relationships, and then like finally we nailed it down to like my relationship with men, my relationship with one man, my relationship with you, like wanting to feel safe in my relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And that was actually really helpful to get really explicit about that because I, my parts were like, obviously, but it kind of like for me right now in the part of the process that I'm in, it's not about healing the relationship with the entire masculine. It's about like creating a, like letting myself sink into a safe relationship with you yeah with like one b mm-hmm. the b that's here the b this that like i love yeah i know it's such a bumblebee yeah um and that was kind of helpful because for some parts of me it untangled you from the rest of the masculine yeah and like I know your parts are thinking like it's about time, but it's literally been, what my parts are I, thinking. I, I like, know, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, because it actually makes my parts feel more safe and more hopeful. Because like we just have to work on this one thing with you, feeling safe with you. Mm-hmm. Um, not like the whole masculine the whole trauma like that's what if that's separate than you individually and like yeah okay and so so this other thing that came up was he was like okay like i just want you to know masson was like i just want you to know what you're asking for here like if you're asking to feel safe in in a relationship with your boyfriend what you're also asking for is for every single part of you who doesn't feel safe and is in 
like who is holding trauma around relationships to be surfaced and brought into the relationship and like dealt with as over and over again, as many times as they need to be. Yeah. I mean, that's like what we do. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, is, um, are like, you got to ask yourself, are you with somebody that you want to like do that work with? And all my parts were like, yes, like that is super (laughs) fucking clear. Like you you, heard our podcast, Mastin. Come on. I know. (laughs) I was like, but um, he's like, have you told him explicitly? I was like, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But like, I'll tell him again. (laughs) But like, yeah, you like you are the one that I want to find safety with. Yeah. Like you in particular. Well, that's a great coincidence because I want to create a safe like oh, nest for you. God. Oh. I've been working really hard on that. <laughs> like so bashful over here all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh my bashful Jordan. Yeah, no, totally. Like that's exactly what I want, what my parts want. And um they were able to like some of my parts were really able to for the first time like separate out like or at least ask the question what if the goal isn't to like recreate a better relationship with a masculine that will make up for my relationship with my dad? Like what if, Mm. yeah, like (laughs) for these parts, it's like, yeah, what if, what if, what if the love my dad was supposed to give me is like gone? Right. Like what if that, that is that can never be redeemed. Mm -hmm. Like it will always be what it is. Yeah. And like the only, the only person that could change that is my dad. And I'm just like not counting on that. He's like dead. Dad's dead. Yeah. You killed him. I killed him. Mm-hmm. So, um, like what if that is, that is a wound that we're going to have that like, we can't find any certainty of like replacing that. And what if as an adult relationship, what if it is, finding somebody to witness me and to like process through the wounds that my dad created, but like not try to not like filling that hole, just like being there with me as I like work out how to live life with a big hole there. Or like just allow that hole to close. Yeah. Yeah. And it's in its own time, like as these parts keep resurfacing, bringing them into relationship with you. Mm-hmm. And like, what if I'm here to do the same thing for you? Oh yeah. I mean, I am definitely not trying to recreate something that I wish I would have had with like somebody else. Cause I'm just like, nah, that was trash. And like, I'm not bringing trash forward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was all oh my God. Like, <laughs> i love your clarity with this like <laughs> all these big breakthroughs that i'm having your parts are like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no like i'm not i'm not trying to recreate anything i'm definitely trying to not make the same mistakes mm-hmm. and um you're doing a great job helping me not do that mm-hmm. by being you're definitely being the person that I really wished I could have had in the past. Mm -hmm. Um, And even everything we're doing together, all the things we're learning and evolving and creating together, like they're just so much better than everything I've ever had. Or it's just like, no fucking, I'm not, 
I'm not here doing this to try and do it better than I did. I'm doing this because it's the best. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, baby. Because this is for the first time, like something really real. And it's just like, let's just, let's just stay here and make this really real and keep doing this mm-hmm. really real thing moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, cause man, I think part of this is because there for a long time I would get stuck in these, um, I would say probably like, uh, sympathetic parts of me that would just kind of be like, man, what if I would have done things different? And I would get stuck in these spirals of just like looking back and fantasizing about how great my life would be if I had done this or that, or, you know, zigged when I should have zagged or if I would have been this person. And I eventually came to a point where it was just like, I am wasting my life living in this fantasy past life. And like, I can't do that anymore. Like there's sometimes I still get caught in that fantasy where it's just like, ah, yeah, what if I would have blah, 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 blah. And there's a lot more awareness now that comes up and it's just like, don't waste your time in the past. Like just be here, like be here and like forge something new Yeah. and like forge something that. So when you do look back, you look back and are just like, I did it right. Or I did it as good as I could have. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's kind of the thing you don't live with regrets or whatever. And it's like, eh, that's a hard thing to do. But when you try to really do your best in the present with yourself and whoever in relationship, it's hard to look back and be like, well, I could have done it so much better. I mean, you can always do things differently or better or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you never look back and you're just like, well, I wasn't the person I wish I would have been. And so blah, 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 blah. It's like, nah. Anyways. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Leave all that stuff where it belongs, baby, in the past. Yeah. Well, and I think like, I don't know, like, 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 yes, I get that sentiment. But I also think part of that, part of like what our relationship offers to my parts is like a safe place to process this old stuff. And, and it's like a separate, it is a separate thing that I'm processing, you know, because so many of my parts in our, in our relationship, if there's no certainty that will never be betrayed, like what is any different about this one compared to anything else? Like they, they can't see anything other than like certainty and they're, I don't know. There's a million other things. There's a million things that are different, but like what they need to see is that I'm showing up differently. Yeah. Yeah. And like my relationship with my worth is different now. Yeah. My parts have been waiting to see that too. Yeah. Cause it's, it's, it's interesting. Some, in some aspects you really do that every day. You show up, you're your best self and like you kick ass and then there's there does seem to be these aspects where it's just like you are kind of stuck somewhere else. Yeah. And like, yeah, I I hope this is um a step where you can bring that I mean, yeah, you don't have to like just abandon your parts into the past. That's not what I'm saying, but I'm saying work through what the past was so that you can enjoy what you have today yeah totally because you don't have the past yeah past isn't coming back and like you can't you can't recreate it now Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. never will be it's like 
you know, those those college bros that try and like meet up with their buddies and recreate the old days. It's yeah. like, no, you're making new days. Mm-hmm. We're never going to be the same as we are in this moment. Yeah. Even tomorrow will be a different you and me. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So boom. Boom. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So I, I think that one of the last things I wrote in my journal today was like, yeah, like what if it's just a... Uh, an imperfect flower loving an imperfect bee and an imperfect bee loving an imperfect flower. Yeah. And just like partnering together, even through all the imperfection. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's what, that's what it is. Yeah. And why is there a reason it has to be something different than that? Yeah. I know. It's like only for my exiles that want to like recreate or like, use other people to like fill this hole that they didn't like that was created back then. Mm-hmm. And so it was actually a huge breakthrough from, from them, like my exiles back then to realize dad's dead. Like he's not, that love is like not coming back. Like we, like he was supposed to teach us like how to claim our worth. And like now we have to teach ourselves that. Mm-hmm. and like we have already taught ourselves that yeah i mean it's hard to say what your parents are supposed to do but i definitely can agree that your parents are not supposed to teach you not to be feel worth yeah mm-hmm. and like yeah your dad's carelessness and irresponsibility definitely did that mm-hmm. yep like i mean and i know it's like his own trauma but I'm at this part of my journey where I gotta be in like the yellow sympathetic phase where I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. Like you can see that and like recognize that, but you don't have to condone it. No. Yeah. That's, that's kind of the crazy thing. I'm like, thing. dude, you've passed all your trauma down to me and I'm not perpetuating it. Yeah. That's exactly. That's the, the crazy thing about forgiveness is not like condoning and like being like, whatever you did is okay now. It's just like, no, what you did was awful and terrible but I'm not bringing it forward in my life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Boom. Boom. So. Wow. Great reveals. I mean, I feel like this is so, so interesting. Like, I think like we've had this conversation a couple of times. I we know. had a really like, was it yesterday or the day before where we like kind of sunk into this and really talked about this. And it's just so interesting how it like sinks in. A little bit deeper each time with you. Yeah, just like new part. It's new information for different parts. For like parts that have been like abandoned or like have been exiled and in the dark for a long time. So when this information trickles down to them, it feels like a huge breakthrough. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like those deep, deep, deep parts that like I was feeling in dorsal and that's just like so icky and confusing and stuff. And so it's been kind of interesting watching how what has been implicit like in my physical body and like deep buried down in my psyche is like when it comes to the surface and how it kind of naturally resolves itself as I stay aware of it and stay in the conversation. Right. So thanks for listening, BB. Of course. I love listening to you and your parts and yeah, I'm so glad that you're finally getting on board with this. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks for witnessing that. Angry it only part. took like two and a half years. I but. know. <laughs> yeah. And it still feels like only the beginning. Like this angry part is going to have to like remind me a few times. Yeah. We're going to have to get a rage pillow or something like that that you can really rage on. 
I think so. Honestly. Yeah. That'll be like how I protect myself from getting cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. We're going to be soon selling rage pillows. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, with your art on it. A soft, <laughs> yeah, a soft, plushy pillow that won't fight back that your rage parts can just really let it have it. Uh-huh. It's, I've tried it a few times now. It's highly effective. Dude, I, yeah, there's a physical aspect about like letting your anger out in a physical way that isn't harmful and isn't destructive. Um, but yeah, you can let it out. Yep. Because anger gets anger is one of those things that gets stuck in your body. Mm-hmm. You could just oh 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 give me the willies. <laughs> All right. Well, what else, Jordan James? Is there I, anything else you want to throw out there? I feel pretty complete. Ah, uh, yay! Yeah. I feel pretty complete too. I appreciate you witnessing me. Oh, oh yeah. The other thing that um, Mattson said was like when because like having these conversations and when these parts surface, like bringing them into the relationship to, you know, just be integrated or to be like, Hey, yeah, we're creating something new now or, you know, whatever it is like being able to have these sorts of discussions and being witnessed in this way is how we build safety is how like my parts feel safe. Hell yeah. So that's a good takeaway. Yeah. So it's like, we're, I'm already doing it. Yeah, folks. So if you're looking for more safety and security in your relationship, you got to have these conversations and flush it out. Yeah. And I think we've had enough of these conversations now and I just know my parts enough by now that I can just be honest and more clear about them than I ever have before. Um, but I just want to say it wasn't always like this. Like these sorts of conversations used to be clunky as fuck for me. Yeah, it was funny. We watched an old, I think it was like an old attempt at this podcast that we yeah. did was a, a real clunky conversation and god was it long it was long <laughs> it was and like two hours long and we watched most of it and we were just like man yeah we really had to work through like uh-huh. every you know step of this thing yep yep so yeah but that's what it takes and those few hours of clunkiness have resulted in how much like time of just like love and joy and like peace and harmony totally so trust Aww. us people it's it may be uncomfortable in the moment but man does it pay off it pays it off in the long run it does pay off it's got big returns that's for damn sure so ah thanks for being you jordan yeah, james thanks for witnessing me yeah all right well i guess that's about it for mm-hmm. this episode mm-hmm. okay everybody out there Hopefully this was interesting and fun. This is kind of a real thing. This is the real breakthrough moment for Jordan James. Yeah. This is a real part of my like relationship journey. Yeah. I just feel like not a lot of people are really explicit about or share as they're going through it. So that's my gift to the world. Yeah. Be explicit about what you need. Yeah. But be kind. But be kind. (laughs) Okay, everybody. We'll wrap this one up and we will talk to you all later. And away we go. And away we go. Okay, bye everybody. Ciao. Thanks for listening to the Heart is a Muscle podcast. If you would like to connect more with the lovely Jordan James or myself, Joseph, this is how you can do that. Yeah, so Jordan here. Um, You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. And my handle is at just Jordan James. 
Um, I spell my name with an I-N, so it's J-O-R-D-I-N. So at just Jordan James on Instagram or Twitter. How about you, Joseph? So yeah, you can find me at on Instagram or Facebook at uh, the one and only Joseph, and that's spelled the number one and only <laughs> Joseph. And my name is J-O-S-E-F. Um, so yeah, hopefully that works. Find me there and check us out. Hope Yay, to see you there. See you there. Bye.